Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo. And I actually want to jump right into it today because this may be a little bit of a longer podcast and it's a part two in some ways. It's kind of a part two of who am I, but it could also be of life. It could also be one of our of life series because this is, could be called, it could be, I mean, if you want to, we could call it the television of life, the TV of life. I might even title it the TV of life and then AKA who am I part two because we're really going to go deeper into that concept, and I'm going to use this analogy of a television, which actually came from a teacher of mine who has recently, within the last five years, who has left his body. And so you may have heard this analogy before, but I'm going to explain it with some personal anecdotes. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about how I experience who am I through these different ranges or different frequencies, these different vibrations of perception, of consciousness, of awareness, and how uh, there's this jumping back and forth, there's this kind of movement in between, and how it all relates. So if you guys remember, or if you don't remember, I should say, the Who Am I podcast episode, I would offer that maybe you just quickly jump back and listen to that, because I'm not going to go so much deeper into that as much as I'm just going to get right into this analogy. And so we'll begin with the TV. (laughs) And I'm sure all of you guys understand what I mean when I say the television. However, some of you, depending on how old you are, may not remember or know even that the TV, the television, it used to, um, back in when I was a kid and even a teenager, I mean, we actually used to change the channels, (laughs) which is funny, right? Because now we don't do that. Now we've got these things called smart TVs and now everything's streaming and we've got Netflix and Tubi and prime Amazon or whatever it is. And we got the Disney and this, all this stuff where you can just, you can flip through and you can find whatever it is you're looking for, whatever it is you want. You can just watch it. You know, it's, it's there, it's for you. It's always there. And the internet's the same, you know, YouTube and whatever, but back in the day, (laughs) which is what old people say to young people, right? But back in the day, television, it was an antenna based where you would flip a channel, you change the channel from two to three. And what would happen would be that the antennas would tune into a different frequency, a lot like shifting a radio station, where you shift a radio station, whether it's AM or FM, doesn't matter. But as you shift that that frequency, that range, you tune into a different channel, the antenna picks up different frequencies. Uh, frequencies being high band, low band being, you know, so if it's AM, it's very long band, which is why the AM doesn't come in as well as the high band, the FM. And, and depending on where you are in that frequency, they even say like 90.7 or 101.3 or 105.6 or whatever it is. That's actually the frequency that the antenna is tuning into to pick up that particular signal exclusively of all other signals. And that's how we're able to send data, sound, through from one place to another uh, wirelessly. Then the TV used to be that way as well. <laughs> it used to be where you would, you know, turn it on and what's on channel two? Well, let's take a look. Oh, it's the news. Okay, what's on channel two? What's on channel three? Let's flip it. Oh, it's public broadcasting. Okay, great. What's the, some programming? What's on channel four? Oh, here we go. We, now the situational comedies, right? We have something fictional to watch and kind of like lighten up about or whatever, right? So we, we, we switch these channels. And this is really what this analogy is based on because if you 
consider uh, humans, right? Our nature, our spiritual nature, our um, God essence, if you will, to be a pattern, a vibration, a frequency, and kind of living within a realm of frequency, you know, with hardness and space, both being equal illusions, where hardness is very high amounts of energy working in small amounts of space. And that's what gives it the illusion of being hard, the phenomena of hardness. And space is, um, there's also energy there. There's energy everywhere. It's just um, vibrating much slower or or maybe just passing information at, at all. But in that field of oneness, we as humans, we're kind of moving through it. And, and, and all real fauna, that anything that's not attached to the ground, anything that has legs or, you know, slithers, you get to call fish and... and and snakes fauna as well, anything that has eyes essentially, is not grounded into the earth and therefore has a vibrational pattern or a frequency pattern that allows it to move through the ether, the void, the experience of the separation, the experience of, of duality, where as our flora is more attached to the ground and yet at the same time, it's still vibrating in a pattern. So our consciousness, our awareness, our perception, what we pay attention to in our life, what we get experience from or what we who we claim to be, if you go back to the Who Am I uh, podcast, is going to be based a lot on where we're shining our light of consciousness, where we're shining our flashlight or our beacon or our spotlight or whatever you want to call it of awareness. And I'm going to take you through essentially seven channels here, where the first channel is really heavily identified with the physical form. If you turn on your TV and you and you turn to channel two, then that is your perception or your awareness. That's your consciousness around your physical form, around your body. So with this, your perception of yourself, the perception of who am I or the consciousness of who am I, the awareness of who am I is going to be, for example, myself. If I were to talk about myself in channel two, I would say, okay, so I am male biology. I'm five foot nine inches tall. Right, five nine and three quarters. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there, and there's and there's a little bit of my identification, right? A little bit of my attachment to, you know, is five nine too short, right? So five nine, five nine three quarters. I have brown hair, blue eyes. You know, balding even. You could say that I'm, I've lost a lot of my hair, but I, it was brown and blue eyes. Um, you could say I have a salt and pepper beard. Uh, you could say I'm, you know, five percent body fat, fairly fit. Not five percent body fat is in like bodybuilder style, but five percent body fat in like, you know, I I tend to eat enough to sustain without adding body fat. You know, my, my diet tends to be that way. But it's all, like you say, even I have a crooked nose, right? I've had my nose broken probably a dozen times for various reasons, whether it's, you know, um, competitive contact sports or, or being in the military or, or even just, you know, tripping and falling on my face. You know, my nose has been broken many times. So I've got this crooked nose and it's all this identification with my body. Even <laughs> funny enough, last night I was sitting with my brother and he said, brother, you, you need to take a shower, right? Because a part of my Part of my channel too is, you know, I choose not to wear deodorant. So I have this body odor. And if I took offense to it, I would identify with that. Now, I want to stay with channel two for just a minute because I want to get personal with you guys. And I want to get personal in such a way where I give you an example of where, um, when I'm tuned into channel two, where my attachments are. Because we've also talked talk about attachments in, in the podcast and, and how that's the cause of suffering. Because if I'm tuning into channel two, and I'm attached to my body, the sensory pleasures of the body, right? What I can see, smell, hear, taste, touch. Then my attachment in channel two, when my consciousness is tuned into channel two, I'm not thinking about my nose. I really don't care if my nose is crooked. I'm not thinking about my hair. I don't care if I lose my hair. I'm not thinking really about how tall I am, even though I, you know, kind of made that joke a little bit about. What I'm thinking about is my 
attractiveness, right? And my sensual desire. So when I'm tuned into channel two, and and this is like when my frequency, when my energy, when my alignment is all on channel two, and I'm really, really attached to that, I am in a state of seeking women, right? I'm seeking out the female form. I'm seeking out who is who to me is a possible mate? Who's somebody that I can sleep with? Who's somebody that I can have sex with? And so when I'm tuned into channel two and I'm associated with that body, with my body and other bodies, right? Other physical forms, everything I see is going to be either beautiful women, women that I would have sex with, right? Women that I would uh, approach, competition to that, which are the men who I would think I have better bodies than me, right? Men who maybe have hair or have a straight nose or, or are a little bit taller, but it's just purely based on their physical form, right? Maybe they're a little bit stronger or bigger, whatever it is. So I see competition and then everything else is irrelevant. That's the world to me. When I'm tuned into channel two, that's the world. I walk into a room. Let's say this. I'm tuned into channel two, right? I'm in my low vibration. I'm in the vibration of form, right? And I'm not saying low as in bad. Understand there's no judgment here. It's purely channel two. It's just this lower vibration. It's very connected to the body, very connected to form, very connected to matter and density. And when I'm there and I walk into a room, I walk into a restaurant, I walk into a a lobby or, or a grocery store, my consciousness, because I'm in that frequency, will immediately scan. And it's doing this um, unconsciously, but it's because I'm consciously attached to channel two. And it will unconsciously scan for those three things. It will scan for where are the hot women and where's my competition to that. And everybody else, I just don't notice. Everybody else just disappears into the background. They're just not there, right? Because they're irrelevant to my scanning potential, right? They're, they're irrelevant to what's happening in my, in my mind when I'm in that frequency, now that might resonate with you. <laughs> you might say, whoa, coach, like, geez, like that sounds like me. However, it might not resonate with you because, um, for example, I have a friend, she's, you know, female, her body's female, right? So she has a female form, female incarnation. And to her, when she's in channel two, she's, that's not what she's thinking about, right? She's not scanning for attractive men or um, women that are com- competition to her because Central desire is not her attachment in channel two. In channel two, her attachment is aging. You know, it's how she looks. So for her, when she's attached to channel two, she's also scanning, but she's looking for all the women who are older than her and look younger than her. You see, because for her in her world, there's all of these women that have been able to maintain their youth. And she's seeking, she's so attached to youth and so attached to looking a certain way. So for her, she's out there. It's just an unconscious scanning process. And she'll talk to me about this. It's like, oh, the celebrity or that celebrity, you know, and, but, it, but it'll also be scanning of the celebrities that she needs to be careful of. For example, she might say, oh, well, that person's had work done and they just look horrible. I got to be careful not to do that work. Like, I don't want to get that treatment done. But then she'll, she'll look and see these other celebrities that might look youthful and look good. And she'll say, oh, that's, I wonder what they're doing. What creams are they using? What surgeries are they having? What uh, Botoxes are they getting? Are they meditating? Are they sleeping in some cryogenic chamber or some low oxygen chamber like that's her world when she's in channel two so it's not always the same channel two is not the same for every single person it's just that association with body it's that association with form it's that association with what is physical and what's coming out of the five senses what do you see hear smell taste and feel and a lot of people are there a lot of people are there because being associated with your body has a lot to do with what 
we in America, I want to say, well, but I, I guess I don't want to say America anymore because America is really having a great influence on the entire world. It's really the comparison. It's how we compare ourselves to each other. And that's why Channel 2, I say, is the low vibration because it's the deepest form of separation. It's the deepest, it's the lowest vibration where you're so connected to form that you've separated your form out from all other forms. And then there becomes this immediate fear, this immediate agitation. I don't say fear because fear is a little more conscious. There's this immediate agitation, this immediate feeling of, ugh, like something doesn't feel right. And because there's this association with channel two, which is so separate, most people think that in order to feel better, they need to act on their desire. They need to act on their whatever it is that they're associating with, whatever it is they're attached to. So if I were stuck, for example, if I were stuck in channel two, then I would think, right, the only way for me to get this feeling of ickiness out of my body, the only way to get this feeling of agitation out of my body would be to, you know, basically sleep with, have sex with a lot of beautiful women that I find beautiful because that is how we go out in in this low vibration and um, sort of try to buffer, try to conquer this feeling, try to avoid this feeling, try to avoid this this deep sense of discomfort, this deep sense of separation, this deep sense of I am identifying with what is not me, even though, and I'll say this very clearly because you are everything, it is you in one way. In one way, you are the body. You've come here as a spiritual being incarnated into the body. So I don't want to take it away from you to say that you're not the body, but that feeling of separation is not you. And that feeling of separation within you is what's causing that agitation. And and in the conditioning that we have in this channel too, we are told that in order to end that suffering, you need to fulfill that thing, whatever it is. So for my friend, it's staying youthful. For me, it's that central desire. For other people, it might be power or riches, whatever, how their body is, as I say with my friend. Okay, flip. We flip to channel three. Now, what happens on channel three? Channel three is a different perspective. It's a different awareness. And now we move the awareness into ego. We move the awareness into mind. We move our awareness into our thought structures. So now in channel three, we're not identifying with, see, so for example, myself, I'm no longer identifying with 5'9", with crooked nose, with balding, with blue eyes, with a masculine body, a male body, you know, with five fingers, five toes, you know, with my body odor and all of these things. Now I'm associating with the ego. Now I'm associating with, I was born in America, right? I'm an American. I'm a spiritual teacher, right? That's, that's, the, that's who you think you are, right? It's all the stories of who you think you are. I'm a single person, right? Versus married or versus having in a partnership, right? Because these are ego things. These are structures of, of thought. These are structures of identity. And it's really, this is very insidious for many people because being identified with the body, they can say, oh, okay, well, I don't think of myself as 5'9", but I do think of myself as Kevin, right? Because that's what we're told. That's what we're trained. That's what we're conditioned. We're conditioned to believe in our identity. We're conditioned to create a somebodyness from childhood. And that somebodiness <laughs> kind of takes over. And when it takes over, then that somebodiness becomes who we are. So channel three is also where a lot of people seem to get stuck. And for me, where I get stuck and where a lot of my mind is occupied, what happens when I meditate or what happens when I watch my mind or listen to my mind or even when I'm stuck in channel three, when I flip to channel three and I sit there for a moment, I'm there and, and that's where my consciousness is. It's a spiritual egotism. <laughs> I'm being very honest with you, brothers, today. I have a spiritual egotism on Channel 3. And what I see in the world 
Um, when I'm in channel three, when I'm stuck there, when I'm f- tuning in my, my consciousness, my frequency to channel three, I see all of the things that organized religion has done to ruin human beings. That's what I see, human beings in the world. And, you know, it becomes very agitating to me. And I have this story in my mind about, you know, how organized religion has done things to hurt individuals, to hurt women, to hurt uh, each other, to get after the indigenous peoples of the world. You know, this whole idea of manifest destiny, we're going to conquer the Americas for God and country, and and we're going to go to war, we're going to, you know, go to war, we're going to fight the Muslims, we're going to fight the whoever because it's the Crusades and the Holy Land, and we're going to do the Inquisition and the, and the witch trials and all of these things. And, and this is for me, this is this thing. And you guys even know, because you've heard this podcast, that that's how I see things when I'm in Channel 3. When I'm in Channel 3, I see that model of the world, that model of the world that we talked about, those two models, the automatic model, which is the people who believe in the Big Bang and Darwinism and evolution and all that, which is just as erroneous as the other model, which is the um, creation model that, you know, there's some being, some anthropomorphic being in the sky that came and put us together like Lincoln Logs and furniture and said, okay, now there you go and you're you're made and and so on. And because I've talked about this, you guys know, but understand that for me to say like, I'm right, they're wrong is the same thing that they're saying. They're saying they're right and everybody else is wrong. It doesn't matter whether it's Christian, Muslim, or, or, or um, Jew. You know, they're all saying the same thing. It's hypocritical for me to do that, to say, well, yeah, but they've got it wrong because this is the way it is, right? That's And that's the spiritual egotism. And when I'm in three, you know, channel three, now not always, of course, because all, in channel three, I, I would also say, yeah, I'm Kevin. Well, that's just as much of uh, an ego. That's much, just as much of a, uh, an illusion, a story as I'm right, you're wrong. But that's where we get. When we get into channel three, most of our attachments is around I'm right, you're wrong. And then we want to, because we believe our stories, we think our stories are true. And so we want to get into those stories and try to convince other people of our stories. And so again, a lot of people are stuck in channel three too. But again, these are stories. These are, they're just frequencies. We, it's like tuning into the mental frequencies. Like I'm tuning into the mind. I'm tuning into all of the things that I have built, we call it the beta condition, right? I'm tuning into all the things that I've built over time because of how my environment has reacted to me and how I've reacted to my environment, which is childhood, right? Childhood is simply a matter of learning who you are through how others react to you. And unfortunately, we sort of put children into a double bind type of situation because we never really teach children who they are. We only teach children who we want them to be (laughs) because we can't teach a child to be truly free. If we teach a child to be free, then they're not controllable. We want them to be controllable, right? We want to control our children because we want to have controllable adults. So we put them in this double bind where we tell them, you can be free, but you can't do what you want. You have to do what I tell you. You can do anything you want, but you have to do what I tell you. And that's the double bind. You must be free, which is saying, follow my orders and be a free person, which it's, it's erroneous. It's a contradiction. So when we do that, we put everybody in this place of contradiction and everybody's stories then becomes very unique. But those stories, whatever you're attached to, is where you, if you get stuck in channel three, is where you'll start to really find. And if you're silent about it, if you watch it, this is one of the powers of meditation, of observing the mind. When you really watch it, you will know what stories you are attached to, what stories you're connected to, because they're the stories that will keep coming up over and over and over again. And you got to be very alert 
very aware, very sensitive to be able to change the channel, to be able to get out of channel three. Now, some people don't. Again, some people live their whole lives in channel two, some people live their whole lives in channel three, and some people live their whole lives switching between channel two and channel three. Very quickly, brothers, I want to mention this because this is something that's important that you guys should probably know. And this was a long time ago. This is 30 years ago, back in 1975. But back in 1975, the New York Times, they did a poll of of the American people, and they discovered that two-fifths of Americans, and this is again back in 1975, but even back in 1975 when the population was less, two-fifths of Americans, quite a large number of human beings, they said two-fifths of Americans have said they've had a mystical experience an experience that they couldn't explain based on their current paradigm, based on being on channel two or channel three, right? Or even channel four, which I'll get to in a moment. And of those two-fifths of humans, of those two-fifths of Americans that have had a mystical experience, it was reported that 85% of them said it was the most powerful and profound experience of my life and I never want to have it again. (laughs) Which is so fascinating, right? It's so funny. It's so fascinating that a person would have this experience, this experience of of touching the heart of God, of being so close to truth, being so close to divinity, being so close to, to that esoteric reality that it simply upset who they thought they were. What is it they call it? The uh, status quo. The status quo was, no, 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 I'm a body and I'm an identity. I'm a body and I'm an identity. I'm an identity stuck in a body. That's what I am. I'm channel two and channel three. And I'm walking around as like this ghost in the machine, this identity in this body. And as long as I maintain this idea of myself, this identity, and as long as I keep this body healthy, then that's what life is all about. And for those people that had a mystical experience that took them out of identity, that took them out of body, they said, wow, it was amazing. It was beautiful. It was profound and powerful. And it terrified me so much, I never want it to happen again. And that's simply where most people are when they say, I'm attached to who I think I am. I'm attached to my ideas of myself. I'm attached to my unintentional model and or I'm attached to my intentional model of alignment. I'm attached to my models. I'm attached to my body. I'm attached to my models. I'm attached to the way I think about the world. And if anything, if any experience upsets that, then I want to take the blue pill. It's like, thank you, but no thank you. I do not want to go deeper down the rabbit hole. I do not want to know more about what this mystical experience was all about. I just want to take the blue pill and go back to my channel two and channel three because that is what I know and that is what's safe for me. It's a very powerful thing, brothers. But recognize that that's where most humans are. And you can't force people to change the channel because changing the channel comes from inside. And that's one of the things that I've been working with you guys on for years. It's like, I've told you over and over, there's no, I cannot give you advice. I will not tell you what to do. There's nothing I can say that will wake you up because awakening happens within you. It happens when you choose to let go, when you are there. And even choice is the illusion. Awakening happens. It just happens in the now, in the moment. We don't know when or why, it just does. And so this is a part of it. It's like, it will happen. And by listening, by observing, by watching, by being still, by being silent, you can get glimpses of it. And those glimpses can sometimes open you up. And that's what those two thirds of the people or two fifths of the people experienced. And 85% of them said, thank you. No, thank you. You know, it would be like uh, Paul, you know, Paul, you say, they say Paul on his way to Damascus was struck by a vision of Christ. It'd be like, like that happening to you and saying, well, thank you. But, um, 
no, I just want to go back to watching television. I want to go back to watching football on TV because that's what I know because that's my life. And it's very, very powerful. It's very, very important. So then you flip it again. We flip the channel. Boom. Where do we go? We go channel four. Well, what's channel four? Channel four is emotion, right? Channel four can be that vibration in your body that we call emotion. So of course you have body, right? And the body is the senses. The body is you're looking at four, right? You're looking at what you, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste. You know, it's what you touch. You know, it's all that stuff. Channel four is what you feel. Okay, it's a feeling. So now we would say things like, I am angry. I am frustrated. I am ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I feel anxiety. I feel afraid. I feel love even to say I feel love. Say I'm in love with you, right? I'm in love with you. I'm, I'm afraid of you, right? I'm angry at you or, or any of these things. In channel four, because we're identifying with these emotions, and I've heard people say this, I've heard men say this, people, but men, because of what I do with the alpha male coach, I've heard men say, you know, actually, Kev, coach, Kevin, uh, sometimes I feel the emotion, but I don't know what the thought is, you know, because we do the unintentional model of alignment. We do the intentional model of alignment. We got to do the, you know, CTFAR and we're looking at, okay, so you got the F line. You, you said, I was angry. I was so angry. I was filled with this anger. I just, I, nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't see anything but my anger. I had no idea what I was thinking because I was just so angry or frustrated, anxious, afraid, right? Ashamed, guilty, whatever you want to put in there. We could put, you know, desirable emotions in there as well. It doesn't really matter. I was so excited. I was so in love. I was, you know, you might've heard blind love. You know, I was so in love, I was blinded. Uh, I couldn't see who this person was, right? I couldn't see what this person was doing. This person might have been abusing or might have been stealing or might have been cheating, but I was so in love. You know, that's because you're tuned to channel four. You're in channel four and you're so connected, you're so attached to that experience, to that vibration, that frequency, that it's just the emotion. You become the emotion. You know, and again, people do this as well. We will react to the emotions. People tune into channel four when, especially very powerful emotions, emotions like anger, like rage, like love, like guilt, you know, shame, you know, grief, you know, these emotions that are really, really powerful, they can, it's almost like you're tuning into that channel almost, again, unconsciously. And it takes a lot of consciousness to recognize that, hey, look, this is just a frequency. This is just a channel. This is just a vibration. I'm just bringing my awareness. I'm bringing my consciousness to this channel, to channel four. I'm bringing it to my emotion. And if I flip the channel to channel three, I can figure out what the thought is. What, I'm, what am I thinking? And if I flip the channel to channel uh, two, then maybe I can even find the circumstance, <laughs> right? Maybe I can even find like what happened in form. What was the neutral thing that occurred? Then led to my thoughts and led to my feelings and so on, because you guys know the universal truth. But either way, if you're stuck on channel four, then you're just feeling. Like everything to you is about feeling. Now, if I go back to channel three, right? Because again, I want to make this, I want to give you guys an example coming back to myself because of the way, because of my spiritual egotism, right? When I'm in channel three, what do I see? Well, I told you what I see. I see a model of the world. I see people acting through a model of the world that was created by a lie that started with the church, and because of this lie, human beings have been kept asleep for over, over 2,000 years. So as I watch this, that's what I see. When I'm in Channel 3, I see that. I see that everywhere. And when I listen to people and when I talk to people and when I 
um, engage with people. And I hear that there's that immediate judgment, the immediate judgment of, oh, yeah, you think that because you were trained this way. You think that because you were conditioned this way. You think that because, you know, because you grew up in the church or you go to the church or because you grew up as a Muslim and because you go to synagogue or whatever. It's because of your conditioning and not just your conditioning, but specifically religious conditioning because that's my karma, right? That's my attachment. So understand, that's the mirror principle. What we think about others tells us nothing about them and everything about you. And in number four, in channel four, it's the same. Because when we get into channel four, again, our emotions, they're just coming out. <laughs> our emotions are like thoughts, brothers. You see? They're just there. Just like channel two. Just like form. is just there. Yet you look out the window and you see a tree. But you don't identify and say, that tree is me. <laughs> Even though you could, and we'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there, right? But it is you, and yet you don't see it as you. However, when you think your thoughts, you immediately say, that's me. Oh, that's me. That's my thoughts. Because I am. Because I am Kevin. So that must be who I am. That's my thought. Therefore, it's me. This is my body. Therefore, it's me. These are my emotions. Therefore, it's me. But the same way that the tree is you and not you, your thoughts are you and not you. Your emotions are you and not you. And it's all happening so that you can bring your consciousness through these frequencies, through these perspectives, and really understand the totality of them all. Because if we get stuck on any channel, that's where our work is. Wherever we're stuck and whatever we're resonating on in our stuckness, that's where our work is. So if we're stuck on channel four, which again, many people are stuck on channel four. Why are they stuck there? How do we know we're stuck there? Because there's an industry <laughs> that has been created for people stuck on channel four, and it's called the pharmaceutical industry, okay? Because people stuck on channel four are gonna be stuck in their sadness. They're gonna be stuck in their anxiety, which is just fear. They're gonna be stuck on whatever their neurosis is, their worry, you know, they worry. I have a worry problem, I have, a, I have an anxiety problem, I have, a, I have a sadness problem. And so they're stuck there. And what has happened? Well, let's give you a pill. Let's just fix that. Here you go. Here's your pills, right? And so we know that people are stuck because they're so identified with their feelings. They're so identified. They think that that's who they are. I am depressed. I am anxious. I am worried. I am so worried. I'm so doubtful. I'm so afraid. When people say that, you can see it. You can hear it. Every time somebody says that, and that's one of the things I work with with my coaches is... It's all a story. <laughs> Whatever anybody says to you, it's not who they are. It's who they think they are. And that's, again, one of the other alpha male tenets. We're not in a relationship with people. We're in a relationship with our thoughts about people, but we're also in a relationship with their thoughts about them. We're also in a relationship with who they think they are because who they think they are is not who they are, depending on what channel they're on, right? For example, my friend who's so concerned about her, her, her aging, she's so concerned about her wrinkles. She's so concerned. Like, and I just watch her, just watch her and listen to her. Because I know that she's not a body with wrinkles, <laughs> right? I know that she is a divine being come down incarnated into this wonderful female form that I think is absolutely amazing and attractive, but she has this thing about aging. So it's just very fascinating. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.